Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Well, the sick tune says it all, but which gadgets, which gizmos? I am, oh, I was about to say a gog, but you always turn me off for saying a gog because I say it too many times. You'd ask it twice. I'm anticipating, anticipating <laughs> with eager, eager Eagerness. pleasure, whatever uh, we're talking about. So we're what gonna are we start, talking about? We're going to start with a sad note and uh, RIP Peter Corby, who at the age of 97 has has pressed his last trouser. Oh. Yes, isn't that Many sad? of our younger people may not know what a Corby trouser press was. At one time, it was rather ubiquitous. I don't think anyone really knows what a Corby trouser press is. I have seen them in many hotels. I have never, ever felt the need to press my trousers. Well, yeah, but do you ever iron any of your clothes? When was the last time you did? No, I don't. No, no, no. I thought not. And I'm, 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 I'm speaking as one who doesn't do it much either. But I think, mm. I think when I go to a hotel, if a Corby trouser press was provided and I had a pair of trousers that would benefit from a bit of a crease, I think I would sometimes use it. There was a BBC programme in which someone tried uh, grilling a couple of place in a Corby trouser press. Ooh. Yes. Not, not so not much fun for the next Why? occupant of the you room. You sort of wonder. <laughs> because they <laughs> yes. could. And then presumably after that, the box for the Corby trouser would, would, would come saying, do not cook place in Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, why on earth would anybody try doing that? Uh, Apart from anything else, if bits of the place got detached, you can't help feeling that trousers would smell somewhat fishy forevermore afterwards. They really would. Not, not good for the subsequent guests no. of that hotel but room. Why was it so popular? Because it was absolutely everywhere. It was. I can't imagine. Maybe back in the days of people, men, when gentlemen wore slacks, then they wanted to have them with a, a neat razor edge to their face. So you hmm. see old films and TV series with people placing their trousers under the mattress of the bed so that as they lie on the mattress, the crease will be reinforced, I suppose. Oh. Or be trouser press just made it all a bit easier, I guess. I have not seen those films, but I'll take your word for it. He, but he wasn't just trouser presses. He also invented a tie press, which is actually quite a good idea because I have many wrinkled ties. Not that I wear ties, but when the days when I used to wear ties, I had um, yes, right. wrinkled ties. He uh, also invented a train set which could be lowered from the garage ceiling, which is a brilliant solution. Well, that sounds wonderful. But why would why could you not mount any tra train set on a set of boards that would go up into the garage ceiling? Well, I suppose you can, yes. But what he invented, I suppose, was the mechanism which, by which you oh. could move it up and down. Wouldn't be difficult to do. I you're your sort of person, really, isn't he? Absolutely. <laughs> Apart from the trouser press. Everything <laughs> else he did was perfect. Yes. Yes. It's also been an interesting week in which Amazon, who we haven't mentioned in the last oh, 15 seconds at least, have announced they're going to start opening department stores. They are opening 30,000 square foot stores in California and in Ohio and presumably in the UK if they're successful. And the irony, the irony, because, of course, we're back to ironing again. It's, it's <laughs> largely Amazon who have been responsible yes. for the closure of many of the world's department stores. Why, you wonder, they want to go back to department stores? Surely, surely their own model should have proved to them that the high street may not be 
destined to continue in its present form for long? Well, they did uh, a while ago, we, as we discussed on the show, open a series of stores where you could actually go and look at things before you then went and bought them on Amazon, mm. which is a great idea because the trouble with Amazon is you, you read the reviews. Of course, you can't really trust the reviews anymore because we know about review farms. Yes. Um, but you can't, until you get your hands on something, you don't know if it's what you want. Yes, of course, many stores complain that's exactly what people do. They go in, get their hands on things, and I've heard booksellers complaining exactly that. Check if they like the book, and then they just go on Amazon, probably from inside the store, and buy it. Yes. Them. Which is rude, isn't it? Yes. 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 Bad manners. Bad manners. Indicative of, of somebody manners. who doesn't iron their trousers. Exactly. Talking of bad manners, we'll go from Jeff Bezos to Elon Musk who has this week announced the Tesla bot. The Tesla bot, it's a humanoid robot, um, five foot, eight inches high. That's 173 centimetres, if you're metric, which I imagine Elon isn't, um, with a top speed of just five miles an hour. He says, it's okay, people can outrun them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, not if you're... I don't know. As you get older, even five miles an hour, we pushing it a little bit. I it probably would. Anyway, so he announced this, and he gave a brought on a live demo of uh, a dancer in a robot suit doing sort of hip hop moves. Uh, but obviously, he hasn't invented this thing yet. He's oh. just putting it out there so people can say, "Wow, what a great idea!" You have spoken before about how designers of uh, robots make them have humanoid faces because it makes people feel more comfortable with them. But I've just thought he's decided what height it's going to be. It's five foot eight. But if you're five foot seven, you wouldn't want a robot higher than you. I don't think. Or indeed lower than that. So what you really want are adjustable height robots. So the robot can always be slightly smaller than you. Ah, or robots who can crouch. Yes, crouching robot hidden dragon. No, exactly. Uh, Something like that. As (laughs) as when Elon Musk gets into movies, I'm sure that's what will be. Uh, Oh, look, we haven't had one of these for a while. So, you like roller coasters? Mm, No, no, neither do I. I hate roller coasters. My daughters once made me go on one, the only way I could avoid bringing up my lunch, breakfast, and the previous day's dinner was by sitting at the front and pretending I was driving it. Yes, that can help, I think. Yeah, that was yes. the only Not way. Not much. Mm. No, no. Uh, well, Dodo Tonpa is all I have to say to that. Uh, I'm no wiser. No, indeed. Dodo Donpa, which apparently means boom wave, uh, is the world's fastest roller coaster. It's, it's in Japan. Right. It does naught to 106 miles an hour in 1.8 seconds. That's what falling does for you. Just <laughs> yeah, straight yes. down. Yes. No, I don't think I don't think you'd reach that speed if you fell straight down, would you? Oh, oh, I don't I'm know. Not I'm sure not going to start working it out now. 9.8 meters per second squared. Yes, yes, I so know, I know. I don't think it'd be anything like that speed. Oh, okay. Not in 1.8 seconds, anyway. Uh, anyway, so they've had to close it because uh, in the last uh, few years, six riders have come off it with broken bones, which has frankly baffled them. They cannot work out how these people are breaking their bones. So they brought in an expert by the name of Naoya Miyasato, mm-hmm. who is a professor of architecture at Neon University, who specializes in roller coaster design. Can you imagine that? Well, I imagine it's quite important that the people who do design roller coasters at least have some sort of qualification. 
Well, I suppose it is. But he's an architecture professor, and he brought his vast brain to to bear on it and concluded it could be something to do with rapid acceleration. You see, you get an expert in, and it goes right to the heart of the matter. You can't have anything. We're almost back at the beginning of the, the dawn of the motoring era. Yes. People, or indeed exactly. the train era, when people were terrified that going too fast would actually lead to your body falling yes. to pieces. They thought the human body couldn't go faster than yeah. 12 miles an hour. Yeah. Which is surprising, because they already had horses, which went significantly faster than that. Yes, that's true. But, the, but you went up and down on the horse, so your body fell to pieces when you were going up, but put it back together again when you went down again. Uh, yes and no. Yes and yeah. no. In fact, no and no. <laughs> no because, no, of course, you only go up and down on a horse when you're trotting. That's... If you are cantering or indeed galloping, you don't go up and down. Oh, don't you? Okay. No, you don't. No. Okay. Or you're you clearly... could ride Icelandic horses where their backs don't go up and down at all. You're clearly no judge gait. of horse flesh. Different no. gait. No, but we're back to roller coasters. And so basically, don't get on the blasted things. Don't get, well, you can't anymore because they've closed it down while they try and figure out what's going on. Six riders out of how many? I mean, you know, oh, if, it was, it, if it was Elon Musk doing it, you'd just say, well, you know, that's well, not very many. Let's just keep he, going. he would say that. But I think he, if you are bring, one of yes, those six but riders. But he'd bring on an architectural professor in a robot suit to dance to explain <laughs> why it didn't matter. Yes. yes. Or as someone once said, talking about art is like dancing about architecture. Oh, mm. I don't know what that means. It sounds very profound, though. It does, but since you mentioned dancing and architecture in the same <laughs> sentence, yes, I thought yes. I had, had to say it. Okay, well, so short of Elon Musk actually producing a roller coaster and signing people's plaster casts as they leave so they don't sue, where do we go now? Well, meanwhile, seven British battery researchers, including the University of Oxford and six others you won't have heard of... What, what do you call a multiple? Up. Hang on, what do you call a multiple of battery researchers? We don't get multiple words. Well, a battery, a battery is itself a, yes, uh, a multiple, exactly. isn't it? So a, battery a battery of battery batteries. researchers. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry to interrupt, but it just suddenly struck no, me. That's all right. I've been reading about collective nouns. And you don't yes. get them. They don't seem to be. And if they were all to gang up on you and beat you up, you'd be a victim of a battery by a battery of multiple of battery researchers. Wow. I'm going nowhere near them then. No. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> well clear. Seven of them, you say. So they've teamed up to make solid state batteries for cars. Right. Now, why is that important? Well, I'll tell you why that's important, because almost all cars use uh, lithium-ion batteries, incidentally invented at the University of Oxford, but they sold the patent and now it's being manufactured in the Far East for making megabucks out of it, mm-hmm. or mega-yen, probably. Right, yeah. Uh, and the and they're determined not to make that mistake again, so they're definitely hanging on to this one, should they manage to correctly invent it. And this swaps the liquid electrolyte for a solid uh, electrolyte. Mm-hmm. The idea being that it raises the energy density, so you create batteries that are lighter and smaller and charge quicker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply have a better range so all in all a very good thing for car batteries should they manage to do it 
Yes, should the mentor do well? The lighter is good because I've read somebody saying, "Do you actually realize that if you have to, if you break down in, uh, or no, if you get a a, um, a flat tire in um, an electric car, you've got a real problem because you can't jack them up because the batteries are so heavy that the frames can warp. So they've oh. got to be collected and done properly in a garage that's got one of those hoist things. But that can't be right, oh. can it? I wouldn't have thought so, but who knows? Maybe it is. Anyway. Talking of electric cars, I have a salutary tale. Do we need to have an ad break before it? Oh, oh, if it's that, if it's that salutary, yes, people need to prepare. They need to go and get a a stiff drink or something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hold on a second then. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. Do we need some sort of warning? This, oh, by the way, this is Simon Rose. Uh, we're talking gadgets and gizmos, and he's Steve Kaplan. But just before we had a pause, you were talking about a salutary tale, and we're worried that people might suffer. They won't get any broken bones, but they could get emotional distress. I'm the one who had the emotional distress. <laughs> so I was in France last weekend, just mm. went for a weekend to La Rochelle. Very pleasant it was too, staying with a friend uh, maybe uh, 40 minutes inland from La Rochelle. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the airport to pick up my hire car, the uh, the Hertz woman, who was obviously a little upset about being temporarily a thrifty woman, said, oh, we can upgrade you. Would you like an electric car? Ooh. At which I, of course, said, yes, absolutely. Let me at it. Not yeah. only was an electric car, it was bright yellow. It was a gorgeous little Peugeot 208. Mm-hmm. And it was a beautiful thing. Think about it. And I said, well, how do you charge it? And she opened the boot, and so we've got two cables, a big, thick cable that you connect to a fast charging point, yes. and a smaller one with a domestic plug on the end. She said, you just plug it on when you get to where you're going, plug it in, and it'll charge up overnight. I said, okay, mm-hmm. well, that's fine. How hard can it be? And she said, it's got 300 kilometers uh, on the clock already. You still need to charge it once. It'll be, it'll be fine, because you're not doing that, that many miles. Right. Or even kilometers. So I took it off. By the time we got to where we were going, it was down to 106 kilometres. So it tells you you have 300, it lies to you. I suppose it would have 300 if you were going downhill at the same speed without any traffic and certainly not going on motorways. Yes. To be fair, I'm told by people who've got whizzy um, indicators telling you when you need to fill up with petrol next, that that's quite a familiar tale. It is absolutely a familiar tale. So uh, we got out Google and looked up car charging. I found there was a car charging point, mm. a free car charging point at a nearby supermarket. Mm-hmm. So I thought, that sounds jolly good. So we went there, and it was, it was the one that took the standard home plug. Uh, we had 106 kilometres left, uh, plugged it in, went to the supermarket for an hour, did our shopping, came out, and we had 107 kilometres. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dear. So we thought, OK, that's not very good better find a fast charging place. So drove around, finally found a fast charger, which had one of the huge sockets. There are at least four different kinds of socket that you need to plug into a, an electric car, because, of right. course, there's no agreement on what yes. these things would yes, be. Yes. Uh, in order to use it, I first had to register on their website, and you have to load funds onto your account. Right. Now, the as it turns out, uh, I got um, a sixty percent of my full tank, to use an archaic expression. Yes. Um, in just twenty minutes, which really was a fast charger, which yes. cost me just nine euros. So actually, very cheap yeah, compared to bad. petrol. Yes. 
However, you cannot use the charger unless you've got a minimum of 12 euros 50 on your account. You have to load your account, either 10 euros or 20 euros. So That's I put right. my 20 euros on, used nine euros, and now I have an account with a, uh, I'm never going to use again <laughs> oh. with 11 euros left on it. So, okay, but it worked. It got me there. Well, you might go back next year and the same woman might offer you an electric car. <laughs> well did. I'll say no, thank you very much. Well, it'd been a good excuse to go back to France. It would. Presumably, those cars are throughout France, not just in near La Rochelle. They are throughout France, yes. yes. Well, you can go back again. You go to France quite a lot. I, uh, yes, what I do. What bigger incentive there is than the fact well, you've got oh, just over 10 euros credit Exactly. On <laughs> <laughs> no, the next day, running oh, yeah, there again. Right, yes. And uh, the friend we were staying with said, oh, yeah, well, they're, they're nearby Lidl. Uh, has an uh, electric car charger. So it went along there. And it is free for the first half hour, but you have to register. So right. the easiest way to register, there's a QR code for the little charging service printed yes. on the machine, scanned it into my phone, website not found. Wow. But you can't be the first person to try <sighs> that, surely. So there was also a printed website, which I laboriously typed into mm. my machine, website not found. So there was an app you could download as well, oh, made by a company called Verta. So I downloaded the app, registered with the app, and of course, to register, you have to wait for an email to come on to prove that you are who you claim to be. Opened up the app, and it didn't show the charger as being supported by the app. So I looked to see where the nearest supported charger was, and it was in Helsinki. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just ridiculous. I don't imagine you were laughing at that point. I, I did laugh at that point, but not for very long. So I went into the little store. Yes. And I said, um, how do you how do you make your, your charger work? Said, oh no, it's out of order. So took it back to where we were staying, and I thought, I'll put it on overnight, but I'll leave it, you know, a good length of time. So I put it on early afternoon. Yes. And you plug it in the car and then you plug it into the regular socket inside and on the charging box uh, lights come on to show that it's charging on the car there is a button next to the charge socket which is green and yes. when you press the button it flashes blue now i remembered a helpful man at little telling me that when it's green it's ready to charge and when it's blue it is charging but i thought there's nothing to tell you which one it's doing so I went online to download the instruction manual for the Peugeot 208 because one wasn't supplied along with the car. Yes. Finally found an English version which said, ah, yes, when it's green, it's charging. When it's blue, it's delayed charging. Whatever yeah, that I don't means. know what it, yes, exactly. No, exactly. Why right. anyone want to delay charging, I can't imagine. Right. So you plug it in, and after a few hours, I thought, well, I'll go back and see how it's getting on. No indication of how it's getting on until you open the door of the car when the instrument panel comes to light and it tells you how much charge you've added. Yes. What it doesn't tell you is when you open the door, it stops charging. Uh, <laughs> this is... So what was the, the battery company called? Kafka, did you say? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, I'd left it on overnight and we had just enough charge to limp back to La Rochelle Airport. But honestly, so when I was at Little, the helpful man, I said to him, uh, have you got an electric car? And he said, yes, I've had one for three years. They're really good. And I said, and do you charge it at home? He said, no, I come and use the free charger at Little when it's working. 
I said, but did you get enough charge out of out of the free half an hour? I said, well, I live down the road and I use it for driving around the town. That's all. What happens? Yeah, I use it for going to Little to charge my car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, what happens if you want to go further? I said, oh, I use my Mercedes. <laughs> oh. So the upshot is electric cars. If you're driving around town, they're probably very good. If you're driving around rural France, or frankly, rural anywhere, unless it happens to be rural Helsinki, yeah. then don't go near the things. Gosh. Well, okay, so we're still some way away from, from the reality. Well, if nothing else, I suppose it gave you a good story, and you did manage to get back there. How embarrassing it would be if you had to ring them up and say, I can't get back, I've got no... But what would they have done? Power. They can't have sent someone out with a can of petrol, or even with a spare battery. No. They might have sent someone with a, a portable battery that could charge mine, but then it would take, you know, an hour or so to charge it up fully. So are you more reluctant to change to electric then? Absolutely. I was on the point of thinking about the time I got a Tesla, but having had an electric car for a weekend, yes. they are just not ready. But at least the Tesla there. looked pretty if it doesn't go. I'm not well, sure that the Peugeot 208, I know it was yellow, but it was it, it was, pretty? It was, well, the fact that it was yellow was pretty enough. <laughs> ah, so there you go. So but what now? Where? What now? It's time for our crowdfunding time of the oh, week. Oh, you're going to want a fanfare. Little... I wasn't ready. Yes, Here we go. I am. You're going to like this one. Am I? I, I? I say that occasionally, but you are going to like this one. It's called the Populele. And it's on Indiegogo. And it is a smart ukulele. And I know you are a big ukulele fan. I am, but how can you make a ukulele smart? Well, there are two ways. First of all, it's good for learning the ukulele because it has lights on the fingerboard that show you where to put your fingers to make chords. Yes. And when you use it in tandem with the, as they say, vast song library on the free app, Mm. You put that on your iPad or your iPhone or whatever kind of device you have, and it and it plays along and it shows you at each point where to put your fingers to play the chord that you're. I think it looks sounds like a really good idea, brilliant okay. for learning. The pro version has a built-in amp and speaker, and the amp and speaker has chorus, reverb, and delay built in, so you can play and you can amplify your ukulele to the entire, well, quite small room, which is not a very big speaker, but you could then plug it into a bigger speaker if you wanted mm. to. Okay. I mean, you can idea. get electric pickups for ukuleles, I believe. You sort can. of one of the delights of the thing is it's not amplified. But like this ukulele fun. comes in black, white, green, and pink. You can't say that about your wooden ukuleles. No, you can't say that. No, no you can. Well, you do get different colours, I suppose. Yeah, but not yellow, which is clearly your colour of choice. <laughs> well, for, for cars, not so much for ukuleles. Anyway, $109, which is about 80 quid for the basic version, mm -hmm. $149, which is £110 uh, for the uh, the pro version, which isn't bad. And almost uniquely on Indiegogo, they are offering free shipping worldwide and to pay your customs fee. So what you pay well, is what you get. Well, how do they pay the customs fee, given that? As far as I can tell, whenever anything comes into this country, the person would just decide how much they want to pay. Yes. Yes. I think the post office... In advance. I think the postman just, you know, looks in his dial. He just see yes. how much he needs for the rest of the week. Absolutely, like, yes, yes. Puts that on. How much yeah. am I going to pay the milkman? Yeah, exactly. I'll that. Yes, absolutely. So there you go. The Populele is on Indiegogo, and I have ordered one for my son to learn... Oh, to play yes, the how lovely. Yes. Oh, how wonderful. 
And I think he'll enjoy it. I, don't, I got the one without the built-in amp and speaker because someone's <laughs> learning, frankly, you want them to be as quiet yes, as possible. Which I'm sure is why the ukulele is as successful as it is in schools. Yes. They seem to be less discordant en masse than recorders or even violins. Yes, I suppose they are, yes. So time for one more, perhaps? Well, let's go on to a couple of Amazon reviews, since you seem to oh, like yes. these. These are... Uh, reviews of real products done by people with their tongues firmly in their cheek. Mm. Uh, the first one is a review of uranium ore. Apparently, you can, you can buy, buy uranium ore of... on Amazon. Well, it's what it says on the tin. I don't okay. know if it really is uranium ore. Um, and it, uh, the person wrote, I left this next to my pet lizard, but unfortunately, he's now 350 feet tall and is currently destroying Tokyo. <laughs> okay, I like that one enormously. The, um, get it? Yes, <laughs> enormously, <laughs> exactly. And finally, mm. uh, canned unicorn meat. You can buy on <sighs> Amazon a can of unicorn meat, which contains mm. a, a, a plush sort of soft toy unicorn, which has been butchered and which has sort of red and white rings for the, the flesh and bone at each joint. It is Charming. absolutely ghastly. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine why anyone would choose to buy one. Anyway, someone bought one, and he described it as the perfect accessory to go with my daughter's surprise Christmas present of a My Little Pony abattoir. <laughs> oh, that's, that's almost as horrible as the actual product. Uh, I want is. to go and look that up, though, afterwards. Anyway, You should certainly go and look it up. That has been it, with a cautionary message for anybody who wants to get an electric car and travel in rural France. Um, it's been it from Gadget and Gizmos, from Steve Kaplan and myself, Simon Rose. Uh, but now we're not back next week because I'm going to take a week's break, but we'll be back after that. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.